Blog Talk Radio. Life's uncertain journey.
And I really don't know how this is coming across because each week you all hear me say this until I get it down right. I don't know what I'm doing. But praise God, um, I think we're we're at least on right now, and we welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, this is such a privilege that God has provided us um, to be able to go uh, onto the airways and proclaim his gospel, um, especially, you know, in this particular season. We are in a very trying season uh, because we're, it, we're heading toward the end of the age, and there's just so much that's happening right now. But um, in Luke 21, Jesus told his disciples, when you see all this stuff starting, it doesn't mean that the end is, is right then, but it's not far off. But what he wanted us to do is to know that that's an opportunity for us to tell the world about him. That's why we're on the air. That's why we're on Broad Talk Radio. That's why we're on Facebook. Because comes, I know for Alicia and I and Johnny, we want to be found doing just what the Lord put us here to do. That's right. He said, go and proclaim my gospel. And that's what we want to do. We, we have the opportunity in this venue to, to do that, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, my husband, John Davis, also has, uh, he has a, a weekly broadcast on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock p.m. called New Beginnings where he and his co-host, uh, Brother Booker Alexander, uh, they're going through a chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Genesis. They're almost at the end. I don't know uh, if they're going to move, um, where they're going to move from there, but I do know that a lot of revelation and wonderful truths from God's word are being shared there. So uh, anyone watching me today or listening to us tonight, you can uh, actually be on the um New Beginnings broadcast on Wednesdays by dialing 657-383-1624. That's 657-383-1624. So please feel free to join him. And, and, you know, like I said, our desire is to proclaim this wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel that says to the world, God loves you. He loves you. It's even written in the word. He loves us with an everlasting love, and he wants his children back. For those of us who have been in the faith for a while, we know we have an enemy, and he's been trying to keep us off course, keep us bound up, keep us away from our inheritance in Christ Jesus, but not any longer. As long as the Lord gives us an opportunity to share the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ and the uh uh, wonderful salvation that God has provided for those of us that will believe it, we're going to do it. So that's what we're here to do. So um, we do want to thank you. I want to also also like to um, um, ask that if you uh, are really uh, designed to keep track of what we're doing uh, at Life's Uncertain Journeys broadcast, please uh, email us at lifesuncertainjourney at gmail.com and let us know your heart. Let us know of any prayer requests that you may need, and even share some topics that you'd like for us to talk about on our broadcast. You also might want to check out uh, my book, Life's Uncertain Journey, One Woman's Battle for Her Sanity, Her Marriage, and Her Family. And uh, it's available on uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and you can also get it on my website. Uh, and the book is one of, is the, the springboard for what you see happening uh, here on Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook. Um, it's the story of uh, my encounters with both the enemy of my soul and the redeemer of my life. And uh, my husband and I share our story in hopes of encouraging others who may think that there is no way out of the situation that they're in, um, that there is hope. And like my sister said at the beginning, his name is Jesus. So we want to make all that information um, available to you. So um, uh, before we uh, get started, um, I'm going to ask Alicia if she would just give us a little recap for those of you that weren't able to visit with us last week, uh, just a little recap of what we uh, talked about last week. Absolutely. So 
um, we are on this series that is timely, asking the question, are we ready? And we've been doing this for the last, what, two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. And last week, I'm going to just give some highlights of what we talked about. One of the highlights is the importance of receiving the Holy Spirit. When we asked, are we ready? One of the things we discussed was one of the ways to get ready is to receive the Holy Spirit and how important that the Holy Spirit is in us. And then you say, well, how do you know, knowing you have the Holy Spirit, you know, how do you know? And we said that it's confirmed by his presence and work in your life. So you should see a change, you know, um, just people see you differently. And so that, you know, it's confirmed by others. Like uh, I think it's a story in the Bible where when he was transformed and received the Holy Spirit and the people looking, wasn't that that bad girl on the corner that, you know, and so people were really um, able to see the change in his life um, after he received the Holy Spirit and, and, and accepted Jesus. And then another um, highlight was the Bible oh, where when he heart. was transformed and received the Holy Spirit and the people looking, wasn't that your heart. bad girl on the corner that, you know, and so people were really um, able to see the change uh, in his life um, after he received the Holy Spirit and, and, and acceptable difficulties, but that's okay. And then another, uh, and then knowing the difference between a longing to serve and a duty to serve. Amen. So are you really yearning to, you know, hear, well done, my good and faithful servant? Or are you um, wanting to do it just, you know, for you? Or do you just really long to please God? Or is it a selfish motive that, that's driving you? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, longing versus duty to serve. And then the scripture um, reference that we um, shared was uh, the transformation that's found in Romans 12, 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that, that's a quick recap of what we talked about last week. Um, if you weren't here, if you were here, I hope it sparked some, um, you know, uh, things that we talked about and something in your mind, if you had an aha moment or reiterated something that you learned or felt, you know, strongly about that you Amen. could implement and some reassurance in your life. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much, Alicia. And um, all this whole conversation primarily began. Um, as a result of this whole COVID-19 uh, mm-hmm. coincidence that has happened all around the world. And uh, in our attempting to seek the face of God about uh, just what was happening, you know, what's going on, that um, something of that magnitude uh, would be heard all around the world. And for me personally, I can considered the fact that uh, the word of God had the answer, and that's where I went for my answer, and that's where I believe God revealed and confirmed that we are actually in the end, the, uh, the end of the age. We're, we're getting closer each and every day. Uh, we read it in the news. Uh, the scriptures are replete with uh, descriptors that help to uh, help you to understand the times in which you're living in. But having all that information and not utilizing it is, is really no is no uh no of no importance to you unless you are going to avail the information that is provided. So what I hear the Holy Spirit saying, especially at this hour, is that we need to get ready. He told his disciples that when you see all these things happening, look, know that the end is near. So um, I feel um, as a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ that it's my duty to share the fact that if you're still uh, focusing on things of this world here on this planet uh, that's going to be gone, you know, that you won't even have access to anymore, then you're focusing on the wrong thing. And so that's what we've been talking about. That has been our conversation. So tonight, we're going to continue our conversation at uh, looking at the scriptures to find out how God would have us to prepare for what's next, because we need to get ready for it. So uh, before I do that, for those of uh, you who are on on the uh, Blog Talk Radio, 
I want to be able to open our mics. I just want to give a, just a few instructions. Um, so as, as I open the mics, and most of you already know this, but as I open the mics and we begin our conversation, uh, please remember to put your phones on mute so that we don't have any background noise. Uh, and you only need to hit star six on your phone to do that. Some phones have a, an icon. But um, also, I wanted to let you know that this is an, uh, a live Christian broadcast that is interactive. And by that I mean those who call in are able to participate. Mm-hmm. You're able to share whatever uh, revelations the Lord may put on your heart to share. You can ask questions. However you want to participate, we want you to know that you can. If you want to give us your name, you can, but just remember it's on Facebook too, so you don't have to give your name. It's not required. But we do want to be able to uh, let you know that uh, Alicia and I, we already know we don't have all the answers, and we're not even trying to insinuate that we do. But we do know that the spirit of the living God resides in his children. So he may give her a revelation that he doesn't give to me. But I hope that she will be free enough to share with me, and I hope that you will do the same. For those of you who don't know, we also are being heard in every state in the United States and in five different countries. So we don't have any idea just who's listening, but guess what, y'all? They're listening. Mm -hmm. And so just know that if God puts something in your heart to share, please don't be uh, inhibited by the enemy to keep it on lockdown. Feel free to share it. Um, uh, because we definitely want to hear what thus says the Lord. Uh, and uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch on over to my um, to my uh, uh, blog talk radio view, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, open up our mics. It looks like um, quite a few uh, folks are, um, are on the live broadcast today. Thank you, Lord. Uh, it is such a such a joy to see that happen, and I hope it's happening right because, like I told y'all, I don't know what I'm doing with this Facebook thing, and I can't can't figure nothing out. But anyway, we're gonna move on with this uh, with this study today, and um, so I've turned on the mics, and I asked you if there's any background noise. I'm gonna have to uh, mute whatever the source of the background noise is so that we can um, have a clear and open um, discussion tonight. So, um, what I wanted to do uh, was to have us to consider uh, a few scriptures that help to describe uh, what we can expect to see and experience uh, before our king returns and what we need to do to be ready. Mm -hmm. Um, I first want to let you know that Jesus dealt with the religious leaders of his day because they couldn't recognize the signs of the time. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important that we recognize the signs of the times. Do you know they have been waiting for the Messiah thousands of years, and then when he showed up, they didn't even recognize who he was? Beloved, we don't want that to happen to us. I know I don't want it to happen to me. I want to be ready. I want to be uh, in, the, in a uh, sound state of spiritual mindset so that when he shows up, I'll know that it's him. And I say that because you learn as we go into the uh, our topic of discussion today that God said in this day that we live in toward the end time, he said there are going to be a lot of false prophets. There are going to be these antichrists who are all against anything godly. And so we're, we're going to have to be able to know the difference between what's God and what ain't. Yeah. And we're going to have to, the only way we can do that is because our, we, we have the Holy Spirit to help uh, reveal some things to us and because we know the truth. You see, the truth is what sets us free. And the truth has been provided in the Word of God. But if we don't know what the Word of God says, we can fall for anything. That's why God says you got to study. You've got to study to show yourself approved of God. Or uh, um, um, The scripture just left my mind. Show yourself <laughs> approved. Show your, you must uh, study to show yourself approved of God so that you won't be ashamed. You can't be made uh, a scapegoat or um, those, uh, what do you call it, debaters. You know, they have debaters. 
who are professional debaters, mm-hmm. and they can they can make you question your own faith if you're not careful. If you don't know. If you don't know, that's right. If you don't know what God says, you'll probably consider what they're saying. Uh, I know that there's, uh, uh, I saw a post the other day where there's a conversation going around that uh, uh, Joseph was the father of Jesus Christ, you see? So there are people who are going to entertain that as reality. But the funny thing is they wait till the end of the age to start bringing this stuff out when the history has been proven throughout generations that that's not true. We know who Jesus is, the son of God, not the son of Joseph, okay? But like I say, we're living in that age when we're going to hear all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But it's so important, it's so important that we spend time while we got the time to get in God's word so that we won't be deceived. So um, as I was saying before, the uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees <clears throat> were um, the re- religious leaders in Jesus' day. And, you know, in Matthew 6, uh, he asked them, he says, uh, when it's evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red, and in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. He called him hypocrites. How you like that? He said, you know more about discerning the sky than you do about discerning the sign of the times. Beloved, that must be something very important to our Savior, that he talked to the religious leaders of his day and said, you know what? Y'all hypocrites, because y'all should know this. Alicia, you want to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to reiterate that. That's in Matthew 16, 2 yes. and 3. What did I say? 6. But that's, you know, that's what I said. Two are always better than one. Always. That's what the word said. Praise God. Absolutely. So uh, my point is that we have got to make it, uh, important for us to keep in, in step with the Holy Spirit in this hour, that we are in step with what the Word of God has already said about our day, because it's already written in, in the Scriptures about our day, so that we won't be deceived, so that we won't you know, be Sometimes, tricked. no, that, that's a, that sounds like a heavy burden on, you know, how can I know, you know, I know I, I've been saved for a while, and I don't know mm-hmm. the Bible cover to cover, but I know the character of God, yeah. you know, and so um, just know that when you say, so we know, he says, hide his word in our heart so that we won't sin against him. Yeah. He left us the Holy Spirit to, to prompt us, yeah. to, you know, to be guided by him. And we don't have to know everything, y'all. We just got to know him and know to call on him. Yeah. And know that he's a gracious, forgiving God, and he'll lead us in his will. It, it says, you know, if you line up your desires with his desires, you stay in step. You can't miss men. If, he, if his desires become your desires, as, right. as opposed to trying to make your desires his, that's hypocritical. Yeah, and you <laughs> yeah. know what, and, and listen, it's so easy for us to do that. It's so oh. easy for us to think that our earthly priorities outweigh God's heavenly uh, 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 priorities. Because we're so we're so grounded to this planet, and for the longest time, this is where we live. But he wants us to step up. He wants us to come up a little higher because he told us in his word, look, you may be on this planet, but I want you to know you're also seated in heavenly places. Hmm. How you like that? I mean, how can you wrap your mind around something like that? You mean to tell me God says yes? You're my child, and you have uh, uh, you have vestiges of my nature, okay? And the only re- only way that can happen is because I have changed you. My Holy Spirit now resides in you, and He's transforming you and making you into the image of my child. It's a wonderful, wonderful experience that God desires to do in all of His children, and some of us learn faster than others. You know, but listen, this is what God promised. Since I'm the one that begun this work in you, guess what? I'm going to be the one to finish it. Yes. That's yes. what gives me hope and joy because it don't depend on me. If my salvation depended on me, I'm in trouble. I don't know about y'all, but I know this thing right here called flesh, I 
struggle with this joker every single hour of the day, always trying to draw me away from the perfect will of God for my life. And the the Bible tells us that's a struggle we're going to have. But guess what? I'm going to keep on fighting mm-hmm. because when my Savior shows up, I want the scriptures that written about me to be true when it says that we don't yet know what we're going to look like, but we do know when Jesus showed up, we're going to be surprised because we're going to look just like him. That's you what know, I'm looking for. That reminds me of a little catchy hashtag, what would Jesus do? Yes, you know, yes. That went around and, and, you know, if you're faced with the trial or something, what would Jesus do? Because we want to be like Jesus. Well, mm-hmm. if you remember what Jesus did when he was tempted by the devil on it, and yep. he, he, he went to the word of God. And that's, that's right. All that's it. That's all we have to do is go right to his word. And there's a, a answer for every concern that we have in his word. And so uh, I, I just remind you, what would Jesus do? He goes to the scripture, and that's what we are to do to be Come like Come now. Come on, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. Yes, indeed. So anyway, what we're hoping to do uh, in a sort of way, we want to sound the alarm mm-hmm. that, that people will take a look at the signs of our times. You've got to take a look at it. I mean, you have to take a, a sincere look, casual look, because there's enough in the word of God to help you see that this is in the, we're in the, in the end times, and so we need to get ourselves on board. The um, ominous signs of our day are a warning. It's a warning. This worldwide tragedy that has taken place got everybody's attention. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how poor you are. It doesn't matter whether you're in the White House or the back house, the outhouse. You know what I'm saying? You you felt and you heard this warning around the world, and it's still prevalent today. But you cannot you cannot um, rationalize, rationalize a way that this must be a very strong message that God is trying to get to the world. And that's what it is. It's a very strong message because, beloved, I, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that it doesn't get a whole lot better. I mean, we haven't even heard the impact, the economic impact of what's been taking place. Mm-hmm. How many people have lost their jobs? Businesses, have, they've had to shut down. It's like God put his foot right smack in the middle of our business and say, I dare you to move. Because he, he, he needs leveled to get... the playing field. And, yes. You know, he leveled it. And, and, and no matter what you were, you know, what status you thought you might have or, um, you know, just how highly you thought of yourself or those kind of things, everybody feels the effect of what we're going on. Yes. And that's just like God. Everybody's equal. That's right. There's no favoritism there. That's right. And I know that God would, the, the, the Lord would love for us to see it not as a punishment, but as a warning. A warning. A wake-up I mean, call. A wake-up call. Very good. A wake-up call. To say, listen. Some things about to go down, and you all need to get ready. You need to get in step with what's about to happen because if you don't, you you you'll just miss the boat. We don't want to miss the boat. I know I don't. But there's one thing that I I really do want to say to you because I know uh, because I'm on Facebook, I know that there may be listeners uh, that are here for the first time, and and I don't want to to uh, fear or anything like that to set up uh, in your heart about uh, what's coming down the pipe because. You know, those of us who have given our lives to Christ, we don't have anything to fear. Mm-hmm. Nothing and no one. Because our king, the king of glory, is the ruler of all things. When Jesus rose from the grave, all power in both heaven and this earth was given to him. And guess what? He's our elder brother. He's our high priest. He is our savior and our friend. So listen, we are set apart by God, and he wants you to know that the wrath that's coming upon a generation that refuses to acknowledge him as God, you don't have to worry about that happening. Right. I want to share with you a scripture in First uh, Thessalonians, uh, and I'm going to, First uh, Thessalonians 1, and I'm going to start reading at uh, verse 5. 
It says, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes like a thief in the night. In other words, nobody's going to know the day or the hour. But when they shall say peace and safety, guess what? Sudden destruction comes. As travail upon a woman with a child. Most women, when we get to our ninth month, we don't know what day that child, that child going to come whenever they get good and ready. But we don't have a, we can't write it down on our calendar. The doctor may have told us that the child going to be born this day. But you know what? The doctor don't know what day the child going to come. The child going to come when God said the child going to come. But it's the same way with the end of all things. Nobody knows the day. Nobody knows the time. That's why we got to be ready. He says, but you, brethren, you're not in the darkness that that day should overtake you like a thief, so we shouldn't be surprised. Those of us that name the name of Jesus, we should not be surprised. Right. We should be ready. As a matter of fact, our, our hearts should, should not be weighed down with depression and worries. None of those things should be uh, 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 holding us back, simply because we know what the next stage is for us. Right. The scripture says, we are the children of light and the children of the day. We're not of the night, nor are we children of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch. That's one way that we need to look at what God is asking us to do to get ready. He mm-hmm. said, you got to watch and you got to be sober. In other words, you need to be alert, Mm -hmm. okay? I mean, one of the things that um, I was uh, sharing with people when this incident first happened was that um, while God had us on lockdown, while we couldn't go anywhere and we were all in our homes, that was a good time for us to get ready. Mm -hmm. But when everything was going to be lifted, that we make certain that we don't go back to things business as usual. You see, that's what, that's what shouldn't happen. Our time and lockdown and being together with God and his word, with our families, being able to get closer together, spend more time together, that should have been an opportunity for us to get ourselves ready to meet our maker. So when Right now, there, I think last, what was it, yesterday, the thing was lifted, the um, going into phase two, which means that the businesses are now being uh, able to allow to open and, you know, people are going back to business as usual. Then listen, don't go back to business as usual. Right now, we need to be following the leading of the Holy Spirit. The scripture goes on to say, they that sleep in the night, are the ones that are drunk. They get drunk in the night, partying, having a good time, like, like the scriptures say, like it was in the days of Noah. They were doing their thing right up until the day that the flood came. He says, but let us who are of the day be sober. Let us put on the breastplate of faith and love and, for, and helmet the hope of salvation. Now, there's some more direction that God has given us. The breastplate of faith and love. That means that we need to believe God. That's what faith is about. Faith is believing what God has said in his word. Because if you don't believe him, you're not going to do what he says. And that's going to cause a problem. Because there are consequences for not doing what God says. He also talks about love. Beloved, Jesus told his disciples that people came to think I think that I came to bring peace. And he said, uh-uh. There's going to be some division going on in folks' houses. Yeah. Fathers against sons, mothers against daughters. All this is happening right now. Have you seen how polarized our nation is becoming? We're so divided. And this division is, like, so heated. There's no love in it at all. 
We don't give grace to nobody that don't agree with us. And, beloved, that's not God's way. God is love. That's what the word of God says. God is love. And so, like my sister said, we have to have the character and the nature of our father. And that is, he told us, as a matter of fact, that's the first commandment he gave to the Israelites and us. And that is that you got to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, and, your, and you got to love your neighbor like you love yourself. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is, thanks, Felicia, this is what we need to do. Simply because if God didn't write it in his word and make it plain for us, we would have an excuse. But because he has put it in his word, we won't have an excuse. You won't have a reason for not being ready. He told you, be sober, stay in the light, you know, be uh, watchful, put on the breastplate breastplate of faith and love, you know, cover your heart. The breastplate covers your heart. Right. Keep your straight your your faith strong, and your love pure, and that'll keep fear away. Did you know that it's perfect love that casts out fear? Not your love. I'm talking about the agape love, the kind of love that God has. The love of God is what deals with the faith, the uh, fear that creeps up. Because if we believe that our Father loves us like He say He does. We ain't worried about what nobody else say. They can threaten us all they want, but we know. God said, look, my children, I hold them in the palm of my hand, and can't nobody pluck them out. Nobody. We're covered. We have been given, forgiven of our sins, so we don't have to walk around like this, just kind of waiting to fall down on us for what we did wrong. No, Jesus took care of that at the cross, and he made an open path for us. So we can learn how to walk by faith. And it's a journey. It's a journey. You won't learn it overnight. But, beloved, because of the hour, we need to get in step in a hurry. We need to get in God's word. If you're not being disciple, you need to find someone who's either at your level of faith or above to disciple you. Because you won't be able to walk this alone. God did not intend for that to happen. He said, like I said, a few minutes ago, two are better than one. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be involved in a discipleship relationship. That's the mandate Jesus left. Proclaim my gospel and make disciples. That's the piece that's been missing for years. Nobody's been making disciples. We've been preaching that, folks, but we ain't been making disciples. And by the way, if you who are listening today are not in a discipleship relationship and you would like to, please email us at life's uncertain journey at gmail.com and we'll see to it that you your uh, a discipleship uh, relationship can be established for you and we'll uh, give you some information about how to how to handle that but but please don't try to walk this life out by yourself it's no cakewalk but god intended for us to do this either in a faith community at, at a church a church that preaches the word of god you know just don't just walk in and sit down and stay Make sure you check to see that what's being taught from that pulpit is coming from God's word. In the early church, they were teaching for commandments, the doctrine of men, Jesus said. And he rebuked them for that. No, we don't want man's commandments. We want the word of God. And the only way you can determine that is to get in the word for yourself. Go home, look it up, see what, see what you're being taught is in there. It goes on to say this passage of scripture that I wanted to share. God has not appointed us to wrath. That's the point that I want you to understand. God has not appointed his children to experience his wrath. Jesus took the wrath for us. When they hung him on that cross, when they drove nails into his hands, they was, that was for us. When they took the sword and pierced his side, listen. All of that, God's wrath was poured out on his son. The scripture says it pleased God to crush his own child, to save our wretched soul. And we don't even pay God no attention. But he's always pursuing us. He's coming after us because, listen, he does not want us to suffer his wrath. He didn't create us for that. 
That's the lie the enemy has deposited in so many of our hearts. And we're running after things of this world like it's going to be there tomorrow. Baby, it won't. Things of this world are going to pass away. But we need to be rooted and grounded in the truth that we are not of this world. We are sons and daughters of the Most High King. So now that we got that point settled, know that you have nothing and no one to fear. I don't care what we watch it on TV. A lot of it is hard to watch. But you don't have to worry about any of it. Alicia, you got anything? No, that's exactly right. Fear not because he's with us. That's what his word says. Amen. So So we can rest in that comfort. Yes, indeed. And and, and please do know that um, images that most of the media paint of who God is sometimes can seem frightening. Uh, they don't depict him uh, the way that his word depicts him. And he starts out by telling you that he loves you. Now, don't be fooled by the fact that love is something like the love that we have because it's not. God's love is holy, you see. And the scriptures tell me God loves us so much that he will discipline us. You hear that word discipline like we do our children? We love them, don't we? But if you see your child going over to an electric socket with a fork in his hand, tell me you're not going to stop it. Tell me you're not going to discipline so he won't do it again. Well, listen, like the Bible says, if we being evil can have that kind of relationship with our children, how much more will our Heavenly Father protect us, try to help us and keep us from hurting, harming our own self. That's why he sent Jesus. And that's what we're proclaiming to you today. God does not want anyone to perish, according to his word. He's not willing that anyone should perish as a result of his wrath. But he wants everybody to come to repentance. Repentance means he needs you to change your mind about some things because you've been believing some wrong stuff. The enemy deposited a whole bunch of lies in us, and we grew up with it. So we can't even discern one way or the other. But God wants to change that, beloved. He says, if you'll come to me, if you'll just allow me to get a hold of you, I will provide for you the information you need to be transformed, to become my child. Yeah. And that starts with repentance. In other words, you got to be willing to admit the fact that you have stepped away from the truth. Mm-hmm. And most of us don't realize this, that we were born into sin. In other words, we couldn't help it. You understand that? I couldn't help that I was born an African-American woman. God had already determined that. But it's the same thing with sin. All of us were born sinners because of the fall in the garden. So it wasn't my fault. God knew it wasn't our fault. That's right. And but so, God. But God. But like, like Nadine says, fear not. Fear not. Because Jesus paid it off. And so if you listen to what Nadine just said, you might have gone to a, a, a mind space that, you know, I'm, I'm born in the sin. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, you know. Come but on. Jesus forgives. And he, he took it on. And God, um, he erased it. He paid the debt. And all we got to do is come into the fold and and accept it, receive it, and just embrace it. Yes, you're a sinner, but but God, yep. but God. And so it's always but God, but no God. matter what, yep. no matter what, you're forgiven. And so, you know, we don't have to fear or worry that's right. about that. That's right. And please know that. That's what salvation is about. Salvation is about the fact that God sent his son to deal with the sin. That we have to deal with. We got a letter. So it's, that's right. Let it go. Receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, and then freedom comes. The Bible says it is for freedom that Jesus Christ has set us free. Set us free to even make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes on the journey, but they're covered. The blood of Jesus covers all our sins, took care of it all. So now... We have this new 
path that's been set before us. The Bible says the mercies of God are new for us every single day. Every day you wake up. If you woke up, that means that God ain't through with you yet. He's still yet got some things. He's got a purpose in you to be fulfilled. And he's the one that's going to help to get it fulfilled if you let him. But you got to yield to him, beloved. And I think we're getting down now to the last few minutes of our, our broadcast, and I haven't even been able to go into some of the scripture passages, passages that I wanted to share with you uh, about some of the signs of our end times. Uh, but do me a favor. Read Matthew 24, and that will give you some idea about, and when we come back next week, we'll kind of go through some of those things and talk about them and see if we've seen some of these things already taking place because some of them have already taken place. And so we're going to trust God through his Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. For those of you on Facebook, I know you all may have been uh, texting or chatting with us, and I can't even see it. I don't even know how to respond to it. I'm sorry. But thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate you uh, coming on with us. Know that um, this is all part and parcel of the call of God for every born-again believer to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's a lot of hatred being perpetrated along the airways. There's a lot of things that uh, are going on that have nothing to do with God. But I'm telling you, those of you who got the call of God on your life, proclaim the gospel. Get on the airways. Use your Facebook page instead of taking selfies. Let's get on and tell people about Jesus. Let's tell them about the wonderful hope that we have through him in Jesus Christ. Alicia. That was just wonderful and a wonderful reminder. Um, but we just want to give the listeners a chance to chime in and, um, you know, ask a question or um, uh, just a wrap-up of what we just heard. We're going to continue next week, but we just want to give an opportunity to, to, to bring it into the discussion that we promised. It is a live interaction, so let us hear any comments or concerns, questions, or praises that you might have from um, listening in today. So the mics are open, and if you have any comments, please let us hear you. Feel free to do so. And I'm talking to um, our listeners on Blog Talk Radio. Anyone. And even in Facebook Live, you can put a comment in there and we'll see it. We may not be able to respond right now, but we'll see it later. Can you see it? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Alicia and um, Hey, this is Carmen. (laughs) Hey, Carmen. That's okay. We already know. You don't know what you're doing. She always says she don't know what she's doing, but she knows what she's doing. Exactly. I, I just want to make a comment. I know she always say that. I just want to make a comment um, <clears throat> because I I have been also in um, Thessalonians and just reading that same scripture of First Thessalonians five. But in four, it talks about that God wants us to be sanctified, and I think that you know me, I had to learn what that word meant, and. We know that times are are tough, and, you know, Paul even went back to Thessalonians to say, you know, hey, just because of persecution doesn't mean that he's coming, because they they thought, oh, he's coming, so I'm just going to chill, but that's not what we should do. Sanctification happens as we grow. It's like you said, it's a journey, and, you know, not to be fearful that, oh, my God, I'm not ready, or, oh, my God, um, you know, am I going to be on the book? Am I going to, you know, all these questions and fear that we, that sometimes will, you know, bubble up in these times to understand that God said that he has sent his son to die for us, for us to come back to him, period. And that our sanctification is as we live out the gospel, that is where, you know, we're growing. That's where we're beginning to understand who God is, who Jesus is in us. And, and, and we're starting to, you know, look more like him to others. We already look like him to God. When God looks at us, he sees the blood of Jesus. So understand that that sanctification is something that will continue on and will continue on, but just don't sit back and be relaxed. This, like, like mom said, it is, you know, don't go back to the normal. Get in your word. Right. Turn the TV off. I had to do all of that. I'm actually cooking, and that's something I don't Amen. do. So I'm not going back to the norm. I'm cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thank you so very 
much. You're absolutely right. And for those of you, if we've got any uh, newbies on the on the uh, broadcast or on the Facebook who don't know what sanctification is all about, uh, it's a big uh, word that sometimes is, uh, can choke you. But the truth of the matter is, is that there is a process. And what we want to want you to know is that God says, I am the one who begun the work, and I'm the one that's going to finish it. That sanctifying work is done by God in you, and the Holy Spirit helps you. So it's not like you're just, you know, left to your own, uh, to your own. God has a plan. And believe me, for those of you who have not received the Holy Spirit, ask God for it. He said, I'll give it to you. Just ask me. If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask? Because that's the power, that's the force, that's the teacher, that's the leader, that's the one that's going to be helping with this sanctification process. So when you go through the fire and you go through the water and you are going to go through, that's part of the the sanctification process. But when you come out on the other side, God says you're going to look like pure gold. That's the whole purpose. This lady right here, Alicia, is up every morning doing her walk. You know, I wish I had that kind of, of, of energy. But listen. If you want muscles, you got to work out. You're not going to get no muscles by sitting doing nothing. And that's what you're, in order to grow, grow spiritually and in your faith, guess what? You got to be tested. Just like their weight. So God allows these things to happen, but what they're doing is they're preparing you to be strong in your faith, a strong threshing instrument for God to use in these last and evil days. That's his purpose. Thank you, Carmen. <laughs> Anyone else? Okay. Well, Alyssa, you want to close this out? Well, um, like Carmen said, the wrap-up that, that I just wanted to leave is fear not. It's, it's not, not a big, um, scary thing that's waiting to, you know, trip you up and that kind of thing. Fear not and just mm-hmm. relax in him. Mm-hmm. Trust him. And um, wherever you are, he will meet you there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be correct. Just You just have to be and, 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 and want, like um, earlier we said, um, duty or longing. Just, just turn your hearts to him and long to grow and to walk with him. And he will answer, I promise, he will answer and give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. And things that weigh you down, Amen. they won't matter like they wanted. They won't have the weight. You take the power away from them. Yeah. So um, that that is our wrap-up, unless someone has any kind of um, comment they'd like to share. Um, I got one more. I have one more. The thing that God is wanting. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. I was was telling my sister just um, the other day that God just wants a simple yes from us. That's it. A simple yes. Let him come into your life. Let him take control. Trust him. Be patient. Yes. Be patient. Things may not look the way that you expect them to look, but just trust that God is already working in it. Like that song says that, even when I don't see him, he's working. Even when I don't feel him, he's working. That's right. And that That's is right. true. That is so true. So all he wants is a simple yes, yes and let him just take over. Have his will and his way be done in your life and, and, and die to your your own way. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Thank That's, you for that. Thank what you, Carmen. Was um, one of my favorite songs. It's called Let Go and Let God. Mm-hmm. Let Go and Let God. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you just get a peace. And, um, you know, the, the the problem is the letting go, y'all. You know, yeah. like we, we're so tied to our routines, the things that we like that please us. But I promise you, his plan is so much better than ours. But because we can't see it, we, we, we don't trust it. Mm-hmm. But we have to trust that his plan surpasses anything that we can imagine. And so if we just trust and let go of that yearning that, 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 that's not of him and receive what he has, it's going to be better. I, I, I promise you it's going to be better. Just yeah. try it. Try it on a small thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. 
you know, the foundation of this whole salvation that God has provided us is his love for us. Mm. You see, we can't quite fathom the God kind of love because we can't, we've been growing up in a world that deals with punitive responses. Well, who did that? What are you going to do to, you know, you lock them up, beat them, whatever it is like that. I mean, that's what we grew up in. And we wind up thinking that's the way God is because in a, many cases we're taught that. That's not who he is. Do you know that God created you for himself? He wanted a family here on earth. He wanted children. That's why he created you in the first place until that other joker showed up with all his lies. And he tried to poison what God meant for good. And that's why in the garden, right when it happened, God proclaimed, buddy, that very woman that you deceived, she's going to give birth to the one that's going to bust you upside your head. Listen, God, look, he vindicated every woman that day. When he said, you thought that you would trick her and cause a whole fall of mankind. And I know that Adam had a role to play in that. But, beloved, there's a reason Satan didn't go to Adam and he went to Eve. And we'll talk about that another time. But the point that I'm making to you is this. God made the declaration right then and there. He said, Satan, I declare war between you and that woman, that woman that you just called yourself trick. Oh, yeah. And believe me, if God declared war, he gave us what we need to fight. That's right. God is no chump, beloved. Look at this creation. Who can look at the skies and the seas and the beauties and the birds and all the creation and say they ain't no God? Somebody that, you know, all they need is a little help. They need the truth. And that's why we're born to proclaim the truth. God is real and he's your father. He is the most powerful entity there is. Your God. Nobody greater. Nobody more powerful. And he loves you. Come on now. If that don't put a pep in yourself, I don't know what will. <laughs> it does for me. It gives me confidence. It gives me boldness to stand in the face of adversity and say, you know what? You can't touch this. Not according to the word of God. He says, my children, those that are my children, Satan can't touch you. And then Jesus came along. Let me tell you what our elder brother did. He defeated Satan at the cross, took all his power, busted his teeth out of his mouth, took all the weapons that he thought he had away from him. And then he said to us, the children of God, behold, guess what? I'm going to take and give you authority over all the power of the devil. And nothing he can do can harm you. We don't realize this. This is the heritage that God meant for his children, and most of us don't understand it. We don't even, we don't even walk in that. Beloved, change your mind. Change your mind and receive the truth. God loves you with an everlasting love. He wow. created you for himself. He holds you in the palm of his hand, and can't nobody pluck you out. You belong to him. He is your God, and he sent his son to seal the deal. And guess what? He did exactly what the Father sent him to do. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord God, for everyone that's listening to this broadcast. I pray in the name of Lord Jesus, Father, that you give them the spirit of revelation. Help them to understand, Lord God, what it is that we're trying to say. Help them to understand your word of truth. Give them a, a visual of your presence and your power and especially your love for them. And I ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our King. Amen. 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 Beloved, thank you so much again. We'll be right back here again, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. <laughs> 7 o'clock next Tuesday. <laughs> thank you, Lisha. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you, and thank you, everyone, for being with us tonight. God bless you. God thank bless you. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye, Nadine. Goodbye, Connie. God bless you. All right. <laughs> I love you. I love you too, dear. All right.
Amen. I don't know how to turn it off, Alicia. Okay, this live video has ended.